Papa sure wishes he knew more about Hanukkah. But where can Elmo find out more about Hanukkah? Oh, yeah! We can watch the Hanukkah channel. Oh, good, TV. Put yourself on. Thank you. It's the Hanukkah channel. Eight days and eight nights of non-stop Hanukkah programming. And now the story of Hanukkah with our host, Veronica Monica. Hello, Veronica Monica here reporting the story of Hanukkah. Scares me when she's driving And that always causes a fight I like to fuck in the morning And I like to fuck at night Sometimes it drives me crazy All those things you do You're a big fat gentile And you're a dirty Jew Hey guys, welcome to the Perfect 10 Podcast. My name is Lana Turner. Ralphie is not here today. He's at Fitter X, which is the second phase of his rehab in which he's working out, getting healthy, and um, just all around just trying to get better with things. But with me to help host the podcast, you guys might remember from an earlier episode, the Smash Brothers, Corey and Chad. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for coming. Hey, thanks for uh, having us. Thanks for having us. We're excited. Yeah, well, I'm so glad you guys could make it. You guys were such a, like, a smash hit on the last episode. All your filthy stories were great. Oh, it's funny because strangers hit us up from all over everywhere and they were like, wow, you know, they wanted, you know, extreme details, what we didn't even get into. Really? You've been getting people asking you about the paper mache and all that oh, shit? Oh, yeah. That and people were at clubs were like, man, why didn't you guys ever bring that up before? I'm like, well, it's nothing we brag about. <laughs> it's actually kind of embarrassing telling fuck stories, but, you know, it's all right. Uh, you don't look embarrassed at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe because it's been a while. That's why. We haven't had any of those cool stories in quite some time. You'll have to share more of those stories with me on a later episode. But today you're here to host. What do you guys think about uh, the Hanukkah Elmo at the front? Uh, I absolutely loved it. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of controversy with Elmo, but I absolutely loved it. I don't think it's controversy. I think, you know, there's more of that going on than we all think. So Right. What do you think? What, what's going to happen to Elmo? I mean... Oh, they'll just get some other guy and pay him for less money, and he'll nail the voice. And kind of like how... Uh, <laughs> kind of like he nails people <laughs> underage. <laughs> exactly. Oh, what's the point in, like, going with a 17-year-old? Like, just wait a year. What the... I don't know. Low mileage. You know? Balls still smell like pee. I don't know. <laughs> yep, that's, that's definitely it. Oh, he had so much access, uh, you know, right? Like, literally. Yeah, like, I don't know. If I had that much money and... I was in that space. I, I would definitely shoot for of age. That way I don't lose all my shit. Of, of boys or not boys? No. <laughs> definitely girls, not boys. Oh, Jesus. Gross, right? It's so uh, gross. A guy like who is around. It always seems like, oh, it shouldn't always, but a lot of times people who get caught doing that crazy shit are around kids so much like they have that kind of access so fucking frightening. Well, yeah. you know, like Barney. Everyone oh. knew Barney was a pedophile too, you know, but he just never got caught. Well, so. 
so yeah, the, uh, truly the ultimate pickup, you know, like it would be a stuffed toy on your arm. I mean, if you wanted to get into the world of picking up on children, it's that in the ice cream truck, right? right. And, and a shitload of candy. And you're <laughs> in. You go to Chuck E. Cheese with like 50 bucks in candy and just fucking sling it up into the air. You got a, a cream of the crop. Oh, Take a your blow pop for a blow job. Oh, God. It's the easiest thing. That's horrible. It makes me sick. Um, now, Danny, who is the Jewiest Jew of all Jews, right. pointed out that you guys are the most unlikely Jews of all Jews, which I would have to agree with. Like, yeah, we're undercover Jews. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're undercover, and we like it that way. Well, I just think these guys are awesome. We need to have them as Jews. As a Jewy Jew, I'm very happy to have them on board because they look like not just like regular Nazis, but like Nazi leaders. Oh, So great. I feel like if Nazis ever took over America... These guys would be put in charge, and then they'd inglorious bastard the shit out of all the real Nazis. And then they'd be like, boom, undercover Jews right over here. Undercover Hebrews. That's I awesome. Like it. Oh, I'm loving this. You're kind of like, though, you know, Israeli army Jews, you know? We just don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's our attitude, and it's like some Jews are a little more reserved. That's fine. We're we're not. Well, give us the, your your best... Happy Hanukkah with the best Jewy Judas as you can muster up. I don't know that. that <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You no, can't. I, don't, I don't even know if I even want to go. I don't even know if I want to say that. You know, Happy <laughs> Hanukkah. I mean, yeah, yeah. You got to get it good. You like, clear your like where you're almost sick. Like, <laughs> like you're gonna fucking spit up. You're like Happy Hanukkah. There you go. You that know? was it right yeah. there. I think that was really you know? good. Did you grow up in? with any like Jewish identity like do you have any memories of Hanukkah from when you were a kid for us you know it's uh, on our mother's side and our great grandmother is a uh, twin as well so we'd go over there and it was like a, a twin Hanukkah fest <laughs> yeah, it was a Jew fest but our dad's side was German and very German on that side so for us growing up uh we were kind of like Anne Frank we were Jews undercover uh for we're, most of our growing up we so you're what's happened you're what Happens when when a Nazi impregnates the like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're both sides of the fence. Yeah, cut a hole in the fence, bang a Jew. Here we are. Ta da! <laughs> yeah, here we are. I really thought you guys were gonna have a story about melting the Hanukkah candle wax over some woman's titties or something. <laughs> nah, we've uh, we've eaten a couple gefilte fishes off the chair. <laughs> oh. you know, spun a couple dreidels, but oh yuck, yeah. gefilte fish is yeah. so gross. That's gross. enough. That's enough to make any Jew want to convert. I think ultimately, Absolute like rule number and, one, and you know, fish convert. You have to be raised around gefilte fish to even make it something to where you can acceptably like ingest it. Because, but I mean, if you try and feed a Gentile gefilte fish, they're gonna say fuck off oh. but if you're raised around you just put that horseradish on that slimy ball of fish and bread and ugh. nobody says hey i'm hungry let's go eat gefilte fish nobody <laughs> says that nobody, yeah, nobody says that it's not friday night and you're like hey honey grab the kids we're heading downtown we're gonna get us the finest gefilte fish those <laughs> cocksuckers have <laughs> spared at no expense <laughs> i think it, that all that jarred up gefilte fish is perfect for the end of the world. I mean, ultimately, if you have to be alive when it's all over and that's the last thing on earth that you've got to eat, I think you just end it right there, right? Yeah, because I go in my cupboard, I'm like, fuck, Denny Moore stew, kidney beans, or gefilte fish. Fuck it. <laughs> I'm done. I'm making a fucking goulash <laughs> and I'm eating all this shit all at once. <laughs> you know? 
It was horrible. Yeah, it's like everyone's got like well, kidney that's the only, beans. That's the only time you're going to eat gefilte fish if it's the end of the world and you have to eat that shit. That's the only way you <laughs> will eat that shit is to survive. I think that's what it came from, though, was some sort of one of one of the many end of the world times for uh, our people in which they were forced to expand the protein of fish with bread and make it sustain, right? I thought it was like cat food that they had to feed us. <laughs> and they're like, you know, what? we're all out of regular food. Sorry, Jews. Here's some fucking rotten fish. Eat that shit. What are your plans for the end of the world? We have big plans. Actually, that morning <laughs> we are going to uh, hold starting at 6 uh, a.m. Wait, do you believe it's on the 21st? Well, uh, yeah, at the end. Of, well, correct. Starting on the 20th, because, you know, other parts of the world <laughs> right. are going to get to the 21st quicker. So our game plan is this. At 6 a.m. on the 20th, we're going to hold the world's largest orgy in Los Angeles. <laughs> Uh, no condoms, no birth control required because we will be dead and it doesn't matter if you get pregnant. Correct. But it does. We are, we do have a backup plan in case, you know, we all live. All females have to do a shot of plan B just in case we don't care. <laughs> we'll live with the AIDS, but we ain't having no kids. <laughs> so we're going to have a huge orgy. Uh, anyone's invited. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, and we're going to have the biggest orgy Ever, and that's how we're going to go out. If we're going to go out, we want to go out fucking. Right, on the football <laughs> field of the L.A. Coliseum. Oh, Yeah, because wow. there's going to be that many people. And you got the Coliseum on board and everything? No, it doesn't, no, it doesn't matter. You're just going to gonna show the, up. It, what are they going to do when we show up with 40,000 people ready to fuck? All <laughs> right, so meet on the, at the L.A. Coliseum. Yep, at 6 a.m. On the morning the 20th. of the 20th. And ask, all you have to say to get in is Smash Brothers Orgy. And... <laughs> <laughs> Free entry, bring plenty of liquor, booze, drugs, whatever you're into. Yeah, Coke, if you got weed, bring that. I need that. But Because we're all going to be dead, so it doesn't matter. Um, all the people with AIDS have sex with AIDS. We want to try to keep that right, separate. Right, yeah. We will have a blood test, and we'll find out what you have. And we'll so it's a cautionary end of the world fucking Correct. Scenario. We are going to pair up. If you got HIV, you're going to fuck HIV people. And if, with herpes. Correct. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be, you know, kind of like uh, Christian Mingle, but for fucking at the end of the world. It's going to be great. And if you've never been with, if you're a woman, never been with a woman, now's your time to experiment because we'll be dead in 12 hours. Got it. Well, that's right. that's a brilliant end of the world plan. Danny likes it. He's applauding. Okay, good. But as we approach the December 21st day, um, we had to talk to somebody special, somebody who would know what's up, which is, you know, none other than the comedian Earthquake, right? You would think he would know. First person we thought of, for sure. <laughs> for sure, Earthquake. I mean, if you're going to go by the name of a disaster, you've got to kind of be in tune with what's up, right? Yeah. We you, would think so. You definitely yeah. have to have that extra sense of what the fuck's really going on. Yeah. <laughs> Give this a listen. It's hilarious. I'm here right now with Earthquake once again. Earthquake, you are the shit. Yes, I am, and I am the natural disaster forecaster. That is so true. Yes. So what do you think about the Mayan calendar and December 21st coming? What's, what's up with that? The what? Excuse me? <laughs> the Mayan calendar, the predictions for the end of the world on December 21st. Well, have, being a black you... man, we don't deal with those calendars because we have to deal with death every day. You know, when you go to Chicago, that's our Afghanistan, Iraq. <laughs> we don't worry about a calendar. We try to do day by day, minute by minute. So I really don't know what the hell you're talking about, that calendar. So as a disaster forecaster, you feel that there is absolutely nothing to worry about December 21st? No, it's not. Because if it did, believe me, black people will already know about it. Yes, because we have the calendar of all calendars. Yes. The, what is the calendar of all calendars? I'm totally lost. Um, intermediate. That second. We don't worry about Friday when it's Wednesday. 
All right, so if it happens on December 21st, you'll know on December 21st. Yes, we will, and we'll be late for it. So it'll happen <laughs> to us on the 22nd. So the end of the world, well, if it's scheduled on the 21st, we'll get killed around the 22nd, 23rd. Right. The Mayan calendar doesn't account for CPT, right? Yeah, no, no. We, we, we are black, you know, you know we, we late by nature. There's still some slaves still their way over here. They, they, just, they, they sailed in 1804, and they still haven't got to America. That's just how late it is. All right. So, so you can, in other words, you are the perfect disaster forecaster because you'll always come in the day after it happens <laughs> exactly i am yes yes i am yes, that's I am. awesome yes disaster forecaster for the day after <laughs> there that's you go. who i am well in that case your word is always going to be right yes it's always going to be words all right uh, you know i'm black i'm i'm late by nature <laughs> yes all right yes Kind of cold, got kind of warm right there. I like it. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, totally. Now you were saying that if um, if you didn't get a deal the last time we talked to you, you didn't get a television show or a deal or whatever that you were going to bring down some disaster or one of your relatives was going to. And is that what happened in New York with the hurricane? No, what happened in New York is um, I got robbed and I got upset. So I told my niece, which is a hurricane, to come over there. <laughs> Um, I didn't get paid when I performed in Atlantic City. Um, they didn't have all my money. And uh, I told them I was going to go get my cousin and come back and turn the Jersey Shore into just Jersey and put it in the show. And I got tired of seeing that show, that MTV show, with them Italians and everything. I know it was the last season. I couldn't wait. I needed to, three more episodes just to me and damn. So I went on and killed up this set. All right, I get it. I get it. Yes. All right. So, um, what about the thing about you getting a TV show? Is that happening, or do we still have to worry about some more pending disaster? Or maybe that's what the twenty first is. Well, no, 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 no. Because mine's like I told you. I'm allow you to know when mine actually uh, disaster come, and then it's gonna come a day after the day I told you because it's late. <laughs> but. Um, you know, I still got, I think L.A. going to work out. This um, pilot season hasn't came yet. It starts around January, February. I'd probably get disappointed around May and April. And then, um, you know, usually I let them go because, you know, I'm in a better mood because my birthday is May 29th, so I don't want to kill California on that day. Then after you party, you get a different perspective. So I if if I don't get mad, I say around March sometime, California be in the um, – Pacific Ocean and uh, Arizona will, will have new shorelines. I'm nervous mm -hmm. now. No, don't be because I'm be friends. I'm gonna call you. Oh yeah, you'll let me know. You understand? Okay. Ralphie is that's your family. Right. I we already list established of people that. that. I automatically got emails out. I'm <laughs> upset. My family coming here. And if you don't have money to get out of town and you stand around here like you in New Orleans, that you can shake it off. Bring it on yourself. So are you going to, like, is it an earthquake, earth, um, volcanoes, hurricanes, the whole thing? Like yeah, all your relatives? I think I'm, I'm going to make it biblical. I'm going to bring all of it, you know? All right. Um, so the Mayan um, calendar might have been a little bit off. We'll just have to wait until after pilot season is what it is. They yeah. didn't know about pilot season when they, when they wrote the calendar, so that's probably what it was. Yeah, and the people that don't know what uh, pilot season is, that's when all the new shows are being cast, and uh, they have the upfronts in May to tell you what shows made it. 
And that's usually when I get disappointed, start calling my family uh, members to do havoc to uh, different areas. Earthquake, thank you so much for sharing with us the end of the world prophecies and how we don't have much to worry about until December 22nd. That's right. You are awesome. That's right. That's why I paid all my bills. If I thought the world was going to be destroyed on December 21st, do you think I'll pay my car note that was due on the 6th? Hell no. <laughs> so please live your life. world ain't coming to no end. And if it did, I would tell you after it happened. Awesome. Thank yes. you so much. You're the best. Thank you, baby. Man, earthquake has that shit down. I'll tell you that, right? I mean, you got if you're gonna go by the name earthquake, you got to know what's gonna happen the day after a disaster happened, right? If not, you got to change your fucking name. I'll right. tell you that. <laughs> it's so funny because I went over there thinking, what would be the ultimate thing to do with earthquake? And I'm like, well, I looked on the internet. Can you make recreate an earthquake? Can you recreate what? What could I do with them? And I and I read up. Okay, I can recreate a volcano. Kids craft. You build the volcano. You put in the Different stuff, the vinegar, whatever you cause, a little explosion, and it's an it's it's a volcano, which would be awesome, right? Right. He wasn't down with building the volcano. I was heartbroken. I actually have a little bit of audio of Earthquake uh, reacting to Lana wanting to build a volcano. Take a listen to this. All right. You want to create a volcano earthquake? As long as it don't mess up my apartment, because I, you know, I had to let go of my my housekeeper. <laughs> she was an illegal alien, and uh, I need to stop paying her. You know. Stop paying her from underneath the table. And once I try to, you know, get her on payroll, she quit. Oh, I already mixed most of it. I took the, you, you build like a flour sort of um, like doughy thing around a bottle. And then you put water and baking soda and vinegar in and it causes a volcano eruption. That's crack. That's cooking bad crack. <laughs> baking soda in the restaurant. No, you ain't cooking no bad crack in my house. White lady, if Rossby wasn't your boy, you trying to send me to jail cooking some bad cracking it? No. 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 Hell no. Hell no. I don't come in here trying to cook no crack. I'm clean. Been clean for years. And you going to come in here and try to make it in the kitchen? Oh, hell no. You hear this bullshit? You see how it's starting? Then you out out here crazy like cat. Y'all gonna wonder what happened. Because she ain't here trying to make some goddamn volcanoes in my house. Just reminding me cooking in the kitchen. No, thank you. So, so I mean, can you imagine? It did look like, it was so funny because I didn't even think about it. It did look like I was coming over to, like, bake drugs with him. It really did. So you walked in with, like, a kilo bag yes. full of... Yes, fl flour mixed with you know, oil or whatever. And it was so funny because I, I was like... I, my, my little innocent mind, I'm thinking, let's build a volcano, like a kid's craft. And right. I was so disappointed. I really wanted to build a volcano. You're thinking you're going to make 20 bags. Of yeah, you're, you're yeah. going to pull out a mason jar and start <laughs> boiling water. And That's you're going right. to start cutting fucking crack rocks into it is kitchen. Wow. It is so funny. That is. Earthquake's awesome, right? The coolest guy. Yeah. We have another awesome guest, um, Gary Goldman, who, interestingly enough, he moved to New York City, back to New York City. He was telling us before the interview that he, he had moved out to a farm that he purchased because of his ex-girlfriend having fears about the end of the world, which is crazy. Wouldn't it be funny on some level if Gary had 
bought that farm, sold that farm just before the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> and like being on a farm is going to save you because right. you have a fucking cow. I don't know. It might allow mean? you to survive a little longer, right? Unless that's where the comet hits, right? Right yeah. there. <laughs> right into his uh, hayfield or whatever. <laughs> right. But we didn't really talk too much about that with him. It rather focused on some fun stuff that he was into from his childhood, like comic books. So did you guys, do you guys like comic books? We collected baseball cards and... You found pussy too early. Yeah, yeah, that was our problem. Pussy fucked us up. At 11 years old, we were finger banging, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You needed the, those fingers were not there no, for, yeah. for playing cards yeah, any longer. We weren't flipping through magazines. We were flipping through bitches. That's what we were trying. <laughs> well, I guess he wasn't as fortunate as you guys pulling <laughs> pussy. Oh, yeah. So Gary and I met up at a comic book store here in town to talk about his childhood passion. Give it a listen. Ten. So I'm here at uh, Meltdown Comics on the Sunset Strip with an awesome comedian. I'm a big fan of yours, Gary oh, thank Goldman. You. Thank you so much oh, for joining thanks, us Lana. on the podcast. Uh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> it's my pleasure. I, I ran into Danny in New York City and he invited me on this. And, and uh, it's a great concept, so I'm very excited. Yeah, you, you love comic books. Oh, I love, I love comic books. I, I started collecting them when I was uh, 17. Um, because that, that was when I first had some money. We were talking about the... And, the and probably not having sex, I guess. <laughs> no, I, no, I wasn't. I, I, I had kissed a girl by that point, but it would be a few more years before I would actually have sex. Hence the comic book yeah. collection. That's a hard way to get laid if you're collecting comic books, I think. Right? Yeah, there, there was no... Um, there was no draw to it back then. There were there was no, there were no cool. groups. It wasn't a social type thing. It was almost anti-social because it was. There were very few people that that I knew who who collected them, and if they did, they they didn't have any friends. So it was it was very <laughs> strange. But I I was thinking that. One of the things that kept me from collecting comic books early was was the lack of, of funds, because I feel like if you really got into things like this when you were a kid, it could be very expensive for your parents. And right. so I remember my mom giving me an ultimatum. It was either baseball cards or comic books, and not and not both. And I I chose baseball cards, I guess, because it was um, a little more sociable. There were other kids to trade this cards with. This was after and, 17. And stuff. Like no, no, later, no, no. When I was a when I was a very young kid, I remember buying three comic books. It was a Spider-Man, a Hulk. That I that I waited in line for three hours to get signed by Lou Ferrigno from The Incredible Hulk wow, at a car do you show. Wow, you have it? Uh, no. Oh. No, I don't have it. <laughs> I, uh, he, he was so um, lazy that he didn't really press down with his pen, and his pen was fading. Uh, it was a marking pen, and so you couldn't really see it. So the next day, I went over it with a, with a darker pen oh. so that you could see it, and then it made it completely worthless. So um, uh, yeah. he was a huge man who did not say a word. During I couldn't the, I find the strength to sign his signature. <laughs> it was just the weakest magic marker. I, I, I don't I remember there was just... You had to get him angry for him to sign that comic book, I think, yeah. right? <laughs> Exactly, exactly. He he was very docile when I, but it it was, uh, yeah. So I I I never got into comic books, and then when I was about seventeen, there were these guys that I knew who were who were into them, and then I started collecting them, and then freshman year of college, my father would give me about forty dollars a week. And that was for food, right? But you're like, I'm not gonna. Well, I was on a meal. I was on a meal plan, so I didn't have to use it for food. It was supposed to be for like beer and being sociable. Right. But I, I didn't, I didn't spend it on beer. Every Friday, I would go with this. I was, I was a football player, and there was this one other kid on the team. He was a, he was a fifth-year senior. He was, a, he was. Um, Named Brian Williams. Fifth year senior. Yeah. Wow, that's a rarity. And what I didn't know was that uh, 
um, black people, black guys especially, were really into comic books. Huh. I, I didn't know Which that. It's a rare, I didn't know that because there's not a whole lot of, like, it's kind of a, a white-looking yeah. kind of thing. I mean, like, they don't have a lot of, what is there, like, two black uh, comic superheroes? Yeah, really? I mean, there's not yeah, very many, right? There aren't, there aren't many at all. That's a, that's a good Which point. Which sucks for... Yeah. And I've thought about that before. I've, yeah. I, yeah. So there was this guy who was really into comic books, and he saw me wearing a Silver Surfer T-shirt one day. That was my favorite comic book, and he brought it up. And then every Friday after practice and before the team dinner, he and his girlfriend would take me downtown uh, Boston to get comic books when they came out. I think they might have come out on Wednesdays, but we didn't have free time until Friday to go get them. Maybe they came out on Friday. Whatever it was, he would take me down there, and I would spend all my money on the, on the comic books, and then I would read them the entire weekend while everybody was drinking, going to parties and everything. I, was, I really was a self-made loser. I mean, I, I could have had a, a social life. <laughs> And I chose these comic books. But that's a true definition of what a nerd would be that's into the comic books. Like, we were talking a minute ago about how... Yeah, there's some nerd pushback right now, right here. Right. This is too cool. This is like a cool nerd environment, right? Like, Danny always talks about this because he gets angry that, like, people who are considering themselves nerds are actually very cool. Like, they're good-looking. They're hip. They're popular people. Yes. This is not not the case. The the thing that, that they're missing is loneliness. Oh. They're not lonely at all. There's a component I always felt... To being a nerd, that, that was that was loneliness. That your best friend was was whatever character you were reading, or, or a dog, or you spent a lot of time with your with your parents, or, or something <laughs> like that. And, and uh, you're describing you were, there was, me. Yeah, there was an outcast quality yeah. to it. And yeah, and and you know, Fred Fred Stoller uh, Fred Stoller always says uh, that nerds are really. You know, they're, they're these people into comic books and robots and cool things. He always, right. he always says that. And it's like, yeah, that's not very nerdy. But yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, there's, there's an outcast quality that they're really, that, that they're, they're really missing, missing in the current nerd yeah. of today. Yeah. I know, we were talking, like, I really was nerdy. I, I had hairy armpits and BO. <laughs> yes. and, and, and then I had a cat obsession, and I was a virgin until I was 21. I was oh the God. true definition. Like, oh I mean, God. I just was, yeah, I've, I've come yeah. a long way, I think. But yeah. the, the nerd still exists in there. I never yeah. collected anything except yeah. for cats, really. I collected, like, little cat stuff. Like, I don't think it's possible to have this nerdy. outlet and be a nerd anymore because you have a built in circle of friends here. Right, well this place is amazingly And the cool. comic book store owner is not creepy anymore. He's not the, the, the Simpsons comic book store. These people are really cool. Yeah, we well, have to have a lot of money to, at this point. <laughs> yes. I, um, I also got into the collecting of the figures. The, right? the figures. Right, the action figures and stuff. Yeah, the those action figures. Those are worth a fortune today, right? Well, the thing was is I wasn't collecting them when I was a kid. But those, the I true c- nerd keeps it in the box though, right? Listen to this. So I couldn't afford them when I was a kid. So as soon as I got some money as an adult, which was about 30, I started buying all these things in the cases and keeping them there. And I was living in Los Angeles, and so I had like the whole Simpsons collection and all these Batman ones. And then I moved to New York, and you can't have... There's no room. You you can't can't have all that stuff. So I hired a guy that you can... This is something you can do in L.A. You can go to the Home Depot and hire somebody to help you move. And... um, you just pay them cash, and, and sometimes the they boxes? have a truck. <laughs> well, this no, this is great. Uh, this is the nicest thing I've ever done. He, I asked him if he had a son or a child. And he said he had a you know a six-year-old or seven-year-old, and I gave him, oh my God, like like 
a hundred figures I hope and he, like yeah, I hope he stuffed, sold them and then stuffed got to his animals <laughs> and, and things like that. No, I don't know what happened to them, but I gave wow. them to him. And I, I, I like to picture the greatest day of this kid's life <laughs> up to that point being the day that his father brought home a, a huge box of toys wow. that so were wait, unopened. Did he help you move or you just went and got them from the home? Like you just went and got them and brought them over and said, take these toys. No, no, no. He helped me move. Oh, okay. And, and then, then you gave him all I, that too. And then I gave him all the toys because I said, I'm not going <laughs> to. And there like, were stuffed <laughs> animals too. Like I, I like to collect the, the stuffed animals of cartoon characters I grew up watching like Fred Flintstone and Scooby-Doo wow. and all these things. So this kid, I hope he wound up with them. I mean, there's also the case that the father could have sold them. But he but seemed like. But which case? That's still nice. Yeah, that's still nice because you could have had a little money. Because then he went and bought some shit toys from like the border and the kid was still thrilled but he had money left over for, you know, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if dad's working at Home Depot, that little extra bit of cash, they had stretched that out for a while. Right. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, the the whole Home Depot. It's almost a crime if he doesn't know what it is and open those boxes. Right, yeah. Here's a a Scooby-Doo toy and the kid's like... But I, I didn't care that the, the kid would open them up. I, I w- would rather him play with them. Right. Yeah. Right. And you never yeah. got to because. Right. I like, never got to because I was keeping them for. Does that I, I just enrage it you? Was <laughs> good, it was just a good thing to display, though. Like I had an office and I put them up in my office. It was, it was pretty cool. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Well, what kind of. What, yeah. Okay. So I guess it, being in a comic book store and I guess not having had all the comics that you wanted growing up. Yes. As an adult self-described nerd, what would be some of the dream items that you would want to get if from here today? There's everything in this place. It's well, amazing. I, I, it's, uh, it's actually overwhelming because there's so much uh, choice. And one, one thing that I didn't realize when I was a kid that uh, writers made a, made a big difference in the in the comic books, like when I was a teenager, I, I just cared about the character. But then later, I, I figured out that the writers were really the. Uh, you mean like there's a character, the and then there's a bunch of different writers who write varying. Yeah, different characters and, and things like that. I really got into this guy uh, Bendis, Brian Michael Bendis, and he he wrote some great ones. But when I was in. Let's ask where if they have anything by him. You yes, ask? of course. All right, this seems to be DC. Marvel. Marvelous. Growing up in Boston, it was Marvel. And I always preferred Marvel because they used the real cities instead of Gotham and Metropolis. Here's Marvel, so we got to go to, uh, you said Silver Surfer? Yep. All right. Might be down here. I think it'd be. Might, oh, be, might they be, be in, in alphabetical uh, in order, right? I know so little about this stuff. I mean, I wasn't even cool enough to know about things that were this cool. Or this, I would say, I wouldn't know about things that were this uncool because I was that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, now it is super cool. Think about it like this. I mean, there's all these amazing movies that are based in comic books. Like, all the people who grew up being true nerds of comic books came around to make amazing movies about them and, and perpetuate. The, it, it became larger than life. I wonder, okay, so if you have a mag, like one of these, one of these comic books, if you brought it in here, what do you get for it? Like they oh, buy right. them from you yeah, and they then probably buy it 50 for, cents or yeah, something. Yeah, for a quarter or something like that. But I could never sell them. Right. I don't feel comfortable. As a kid, I would tell myself, well, not a kid, but in my 17 through 24-year-old age, I would tell myself, well, I'll give them to my kid. But right. now I don't have any kids. Eventually. Do you want to have kids? You I would like to. If it was important to somebody that I was in love with. Right. You know? Like, I think my girlfriend now, she wants to have kids. I love her, so... Eventually. But she's young. You know, she's 32. So, maybe in a couple years. 
Yeah. But anyhow, what if your kid's not into the... Right, you have all little girls that are just into yeah. Barbies. You'll be yeah. so bummed out. Barbies. Like, <laughs> have you ever shown your son a movie that you liked when you were his age? Well, you probably don't even remember the movies you liked when you were his age. Um, I'm very, very sheltered with what I let them watch, actually. Yeah. Like, I let really? them... Yeah. I know that... Well, she did watch uh, The Sound of Music, Ooh. which is a little scary, right? But yeah, it's there's Nazis. And, yeah, I know. So that's kind of a scary one. That, but, you know, I mean, it's also beautiful music. So I just remember as a kid being more upset when the music would come on. <laughs> I know, than right? Than the Nazis, because I didn't like, <laughs> you, I didn't you, care for musicals. You like the Nazis more? Well, you know, <laughs> just like the adventure. Gary, thank you so much. This was so much fun. I, I have to ask you, because we respect you and think you're so awesome. <laughs> would you be down for the pie? Yes, yes, I'm down. You I'm know down. about the pie. Yeah, I was warned about the, the pie, and it was brought up, and I, I said, uh, yes, it's a, it's a throwback sort of uh, comedic device. Well, in a way, and, being uh, in a comic book store, looking yeah. at things from history, like what, right, ha yeah, what yeah, do yeah. you think happened to the pie? Uh, I think baseball players ruined it. <laughs> it's done a lot in baseball uh, the training camps and things like that, and uh, they're largely humorless and, right. and never say anything it funny. And, like they still do the hot foot, which involves lighting their their uh, friends' uh, the shoes on fire, like putting matches in the person's shoelaces and things oh. like that. So it's that's not so much funny as it is a, a really dangerous and cruel. Right. Um, so they, you think it baseball destroyed the pie? Yeah. Yeah, the humorless got a hold of the pie and ruined it. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. You could be yeah. you could be onto something. It, it might not be the cause of it, but it's a symptom of the demise of the of the pie. That baseball that baseball got a hold of it. You, you know, like when your mother got a hold of the expression not. <laughs> you know, by the time your mom got a hold of it, it was, it was done. It's over. Anyhow, let's let's do the pie. All right, let's do this. You're so nervous. Right? Are you nervous about the pie? No, I just don't want to break my nose. John Heffern was very worried about me breaking his nose with the pie. Yeah. It's funny because you're so tall and I feel so empowered right now. <laughs> but I'm not sure quite how to pie Gary. I mean, this is a weird one because I, I... Oh, look, there's the TMZ tour. What? Oh, really? Oh! <laughs> that was awesome! <laughs> Now is it like a, is it like porn? Should I keep my eyes closed? This got pie. This is like the greatest thing to ever happen on on Sunset right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Gary. Uh, Van Halen never had any excitement on Sunset. Uh, not like this. Or or uh, Molly. Let me help you clean up. <laughs> Ten. I freaking love putting a pie in someone's face. And I didn't know it. I just started doing this with the podcast. And it's he's like, what, my fourth pie, I think? Oh, my God. It sounded like a lot of fun. You were laughing your ass off. So. Yeah, it's always more fun for me than the person getting the pie. Yeah, <laughs> something about taking a pie to the face, you know, is always funny to someone oh, else. Oh, Gary seemed to really enjoy it. I mean, everybody who's gotten the pie feels like, I mean, they're pretty much down for it. So it's, it's pretty fun. But, uh, <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. It's so evil and fun. What do you think about all the comic book stuff, though? Uh, you know, I, I agree with some of the things he was saying, you know, about being the nerd. Because when, when we were growing up, we were little nerds uh, collecting uh, baseball cards. And today, everyone, and Danny can agree to this, everyone's trying to be cool by wearing glasses with the tape in the middle, trying to be fucking cool. If you have to try to be a nerd, you're not a fucking nerd. You know what? The thing is, is I'm, I, I am... 
truly, I feel a nerd because I was one as a child, and I've grown up into an adult nerd. I, I don't I don't wear the packaging for it, but I have the desire to build volcanoes with a guy named Earthquake. That is a full. That's a nerd, yeah, right? If, if yeah, if you're willing to build science experiments after your teen years, you're a fucking nerd. <laughs> Those guys aren't doing that. I think most comics were either nerds or abused or something fucked up happened to them. So, yeah. you know, the nerd thing, I think that's <laughs> happened to all of us. Otherwise, we wouldn't be daring enough to tell dick jokes to strangers getting drunk every night. What's that all about? We don't know. I know, right? <laughs> There's nothing to explain. I, we're fucked up. That's all I can tell you. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, that sounded sad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In reality. Uh, <laughs> that was a shrink moment. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we should be paying you for this. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not qualified. <laughs> I, just, I just started therapy. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm in trouble. Uh, I've been in therapy for 15 years. So. Yeah. Have you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we like going. We our like first time being in therapy, I think we were 10 years old. Yeah. We went in there and we just fucked the whole You guys go together or do you guys go individually? Uh, or both? We have gone together, but individually. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so we could talk shit on the <laughs> it's other It's not twin. like couples therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, couples therapy. We talk about how mean he is to me and shit. Yeah, that he doesn't respect me. So uh, so is that either one of you ever like snuck in as the as the other guy and when it, go, it comes to going to therapy? Oh, I've goes, snuck in for chat and cried and masturbated. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'd gone in before as Corey and talked about how my dad molested me. And, oh. <laughs> all this horrible shit, Corey. Oh. And the shrink doesn't know what to do at this point. That he's like, he's like, I thought we were past this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just ball uncontrollably. Oh man, uh, that'd be fucked up. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Happy Hanukkah, everyone! Thank you so much for listening. So, how can people find you guys? Uh, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter. It's really easy. It's at Corey and Chad. That's C O R Y, the letter N C H A D, and that's on Facebook or Twitter. And we're going to be at the Ontario Improv December nineteenth. Uh, come check us out. It's called the Dirty Show. Awesome. And the Dirty Show is so much fun. I love it. Um, uh, if you guys want to see Ralphie and I, we're going to be in Nashville, Tennessee on December 20th through 23rd at Zany's. And then we're going to be in Phoenix for the New Year's week. So, guys, come out and see us if you're in the area. And I love you guys. You are the shit. Thank you guys so much for being on our podcast again. Corey love and it. Chad, Smash Brothers, thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for guys. having us. And every week we have a band. So, live from the Cannery Ballroom in Nashville, Tennessee, The, the Features.
Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit a Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and... Well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.